Hey everybody, you're listening to the Proven Progress Podcast, and I'm your host, Bonnie Provincial. This podcast is for you. This can be your wake-up call to make sure that you are living your life fully alive and can become the best version of yourself. Hi everybody, this podcast, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about how I figured out who I wanted to be. And a lot of times we think about what we want to be. It's a question that we get asked from a very young age. When we're we're little kids, you know, our parents, our teachers, friends, family friends, everybody is always saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? But nobody asks us, who is the type of person you want to be when you grow up? And so we don't really think of that question because we're never prompted to ask it. But the thing is, is that I personally believe that who we want to be is much more of an important question than what we want to be. Because who we are is what we bring into every single aspect of our life. It doesn't matter what we have as a job. It doesn't matter what we spend our, our time doing as a career to earn money. It matters who we are as people and who we, who we are when, when things are um, not going our way. And, and how we handle adversity and, and if we're kind and, and giving and loving to others. And I think a lot of times we don't get asked who we're going to be is because even our parents at the, you know, when we're graduating for high school, from high school, say our parents are, you know, in their forties or fifties, it is very common that our parents haven't even really stopped and considered who they want to be. And so when we never stop and ask ourselves this question, we are this combination of of our parents, of our grandparents, of society, all of these kind of outside sources make us who we are. And some of that some of that does have genetics as a factor, but I would say probably not as much as we think. It's who we are around when we are very young. Because children, they don't really have um, a sense of identity when they're born. They they pick up things and they hear things and they see things and they watch things. And as as this evolves around them, they start picking up on on these events and it becomes a reality because if you think about a small child say if a small child is born in France and then brought to the United States they grow up speaking English they don't speak French because that's what they're around they they associate meaning to the things that are around them they're not born with the language that they're going to speak they're not born with how they're going to treat people. They're not born with this reactions to certain events. They've seen their parents react to these things in certain ways. They've seen their teachers act in certain ways. So that is what is developing who we are. And until we put any intentional thought to the person that we want to become, who we want to be, then we don't, we don't really ever have any control over that. But the thing is, is that everything that has happened 
to us in the past, everything that we have seen, everything that we have observed and agreed with and accepted that on as, as who we are, we can change that. That, that is something that can totally be reprogrammed. It's, and a lot of times people go around saying, well, I'm just not wired that way. Well, I'm not organized because I'm not wired that way. I don't, I'm not responsible because that's not just who I am. And I mean, true, up until this point, that is how you are. But if that's something that you desire, if that's something that you want, if you want to be really responsible and really organized, you can teach yourselves those skills. But the first step is is stopping telling yourself that you're not that person. We can become any person that we want to be. And something that happened to me in my life um, was... When I was when I was quite young, um, I had kids, stepkids. You know, I was only about twenty two years old, so I still had a lot of that youthful spark to me. And you know, I wanted to build forts and go swimming and play and all of those things. And so I kind of had this light hearted demeanor about me. But as I got older, I I kind of just started getting grumpier. <laughs> you know, like real life sets in and the reality of like okay, we need to buy a house, we need to get a decent vehicle, we need to kind of expand our lives, we need to start savings for retirement. So the the necessity to get my crap together essentially kind of took over and it it added stress to my life. And so to me, it was kind of like all right, Bonnie, it's time to grow up, right? Like, yes, like, this is so fun to just go do all these crazy things and and only be prioritizing fun, but, like, at some point in time, you have to grow up. And to me, growing up meant, like, being grumpy. (laughs) That sounds kind of harsh, but it's not, it's not that it's being grumpy, but to, to me, like, my parents were are and were, they're kind of serious people. And they don't do a lot of quote-unquote crazy things. Like, they wouldn't enjoy jumping off of a bridge into the water to swim. They they don't really um, have a knack for travel. They don't, as far as like getting on a plane and, and going somewhere, they do all kinds of stuff. Like, they go fishing and hiking and hunting and they're, they're very outdoorsy people. They have their, their own things that they like, but those aren't the things that I, I mean, I do like those things, but I kind of want more, more of a thrill, more of an adrenaline rush, right? Like I want to go to a theme park and ride a roller coaster and I want to jump out of an airplane and kind of do these crazy things. And so to me, I associated that with, well, that's what kids do. And it's time to grow up and not be a kid anymore. So to me, when I was taking on these responsibilities and kind of preparing to grow up and to, you know, real, real life is going to start. I kind of let a lot of those things go because I thought that I had to. And then I, and I thought that that's what growing up meant. And so I lost a lot of my joy in doing that because I kind of got off of this path of who I was internally because who I am is somebody that <laughs> goes out and takes risks and does fun, exciting things that a lot of people would consider crazy, but I just consider them fun. 
And so what I noticed is that with my children, like my Marin and Griffin, my twins, are are two people that I really should never have been able to have, right? Like you guys know that, you know, I'm married to a woman. It's not exactly science for us to get together and have children. But we wanted more. We wanted more children. Our Alex and Jordan were the absolute joy of our life. And we had to share them with their dad. Because that's just how split families work. So whenever they would go over to their dads, we would just have this this emptiness, this this feeling of like, man, like something is missing. And so we wanted to expand our family. And so we went through this whole entire process of, you know, going to the Calgary fertility clinic. And we shelled out quite a lot of money to go through this process that was not guaranteed to work. We had no idea if it was going to work or not, but we were willing to pay our large sum of money to, to for an opportunity to have this work. And so when it did work and we ended up with these two amazing children that really we were never supposed to have like I've just always looked at Marilyn Griffin as this huge blessing in my life and how I need to appreciate every moment I have with them because I also know of people out there who um, really deserve to have children they would they would be exceptional parents and and they're not blessed with the ability to have children so and for whatever reason they their circumstances, their situation, they haven't, um, chose to do fertility treatment or they've tried and it didn't work, right? I know people who've gone through that process for years and tried four or five times and paid the money four or five times and it still not work. So I've seen the devastation of not being able to have that. And so I've always been so incredibly grateful for having that opportunity to have my own children. And it's not that I was never grateful for Alex and Jordan because they are amazing too. And I do get the opportunity to parent them and see them grow and have so much joy. But there, anybody who is a step parent and kind of sees the, the connection that children have with their parents they're, you know, from birth parents. It's not even, I'm not even going to say biological parents. I don't think it has anything to do with that at all. Um, it's just the people that have been there since the day they were born and they know that that's their mom and that's their dad. Children have an incredible bond with those people. And so Alex and Jordan have that with their mom and have that with their dad. And they have a very special relationship with me and I have a very special relationship with them, but it is not the same. It's, it's just not. And you can try to paint that however you want. Um, but it's kind of the, it's, I'm, I can't get into the 100% psychology of it because I, I don't even understand it myself. I can't explain it myself, but at any rate, I am incredibly grateful for Marin and Griffin and I always really wanted to step up to the plate as a parent and and just be exceptional for them and to them because it's something that I just hold as being so incredibly precious and over time as you know 
I was growing up and I had my real job and my real stress and my real problems. And I, I don't really have another way of describing it other than I was grumpy all the time at home. And those of you who, you know, people who would interact with me during the day probably would not describe me as grumpy um, because I, I have this really good persona, this really um, thick face that I can put on for society, for outside world, for customers, for my colleagues, for my boss, where, you know, oh, nothing can get me down. Like, let's just keep on moving. And that is that is something that took me an extreme amount of energy to put out because it wasn't genuine. And so by the time I got home, I was exhausted because I had spent my whole entire day pretending that all is good and carpe diem because we're just so lucky to be alive. That's how I was at work because that is how I want to go through life. That is, you know, something that I think is at my core and I know is right. But when I'm exhausting it and not believing it, it took a lot of energy and force. So when I got home, I was tired of pretending. I was tired of living this thing that I didn't really believe to be real. But I was doing that for, you know, because you got to go out and make the money so you can have the house and have the car and, you know, pay your mortgage and be able to have these things and take these trips. I was doing that, but then I would come home and I was just not there for my family. As soon as I picked them up, it was like, okay, get your shoes on. Come on. I want to go home. I'm tired. Come on, guys. Let's go. Come on. And just hurrying them, rushing them. You get home. You you give them trouble for playing. You give them trouble for spilling their milk. I would give them trouble for leaving their toys around. I'd get just anything. It was just like an instant reaction of pick this up. Why are you doing that? It was just nagging over and over and over. And it got to the point where my family was actually, they had more joy when I wasn't home. Okay, my wife is a very playful person. She loves playing with the kids. She loves dogs. She loves animals. And, you know, she would be on the floor having a big wrestling match with everybody, getting everybody wound up and whatever. And I would be in the kitchen, like, glaring at her and everybody playing because it's just like, now you got everybody wound up and they're not going to sit down and eat supper. Like, this is the way it's got to go and we're, you know production parenting like we gotta get home cook the supper sit down eat the supper go to the park go for a walk go for a bike ride whatever the daily event is that day and then have a bath read a book go to bed and it was just like we got to get through these things like you playing is messing up the routine because now everybody's laughing and has energy and is excited and they can't sit still for supper and that's what I would do and it makes absolutely no sense why why you would be upset with somebody for having fun. But I guarantee you there's people out there that are relating to what I'm saying. Or there's people out there that are like, yeah, so-and-so does that. Like, I, I'm trying to bring the joy and, like, no matter... I was called the fun police. <laughs> or the the destroyer of fun is is what Jordan would call me. I was just the DF, the destroyer of fun. <laughs> and that 
that sounds really funny, but it was absolutely true. And to be honest with you guys, sometimes I still get there and I have to pull myself out of it because it just have to say, Bonnie, what are you doing? Like life is supposed to be fun. Life is supposed to be full of energy and excitement and joy. And that's what I believe for me. And that's what I want my home environment to be like for my kids. I want my kids to be able to be kids and to play and have fun. And so one day I eventually realized this. I saw this in myself and I could see the way I was treating my kids and I could see the way I was acting. And I just decided that is not the person that I want to be. And it it wasn't. When I when I thought about the two most amazing people in my life, it would be my mom's mom, so my grandma on my mom's side, who was the most patient, kind, loving person. She never got mad at us. Like even when we were being little terrors, you know, she would just be like, Don't make me get your grandfather <laughs> and she just loved us. Like she gave us so much love in in everything, in the way she spoke, in the way she rubbed our backs, in the way she read us books, in the way she, you know, just let us run through her garden and pick anything we wanted and just eat it. Like she just, she let us just be. And not in the sense of she let us do whatever we wanted so we were out getting hurt or doing crazy things. It wasn't even that she let us do whatever we wanted. It was that she just let us be. And she just loved us unconditionally. I can't even describe it. But when I think of how I want, how I wanted to be and how I wanted my kids to know that I love them, I would think of her and how I knew that. I got that from her. And then the other person that I just thought was incredibly exceptional, and I'm not alone in in this statement. Everybody thought he was exceptional. He was my grandfather on my dad's side, so my dad's dad. And he just lived life. He loved every everything he did, he loved it, and he did it to the fullest. And he just he never let anything hold him back. He just lived. And everything was... He, he he didn't really get frustrated or upset with anything either. And he just had this incredible peace about him. But in the same... At the same time, he still did all of these fun things that, you know, he would... He would him and my grandma would hook onto their trailer and they would drive down to Oklahoma and Arizona and they would just travel and fish and it was just, you know, he'd go out to Victoria Coast and go on big fishing trips and he just did what he loved every day. He would go quadding up in the mountains. He would still guide. He would do all these things that he loved doing and he would bring us with him. He would take us everywhere. In fact, there he for Christmas, he would load up all of the grandchildren. There was probably 12 of us. I don't know how many of this this there was offhand, but he would load us all up in his Suburban, which there was not enough seatbelts for us, but we would all get in there and he would drive us to the nearest town um, and, and just give us all $50 
and just let us out and he would take us all to the store and so that we could pick out our own Christmas presents. And that was something that even like going shopping, going out where there's tons of people in the hustle and bustle, that is something that would stress out my parents like crazy amounts. And I always just found it so unbelievable that he would be able to take all of his kids and go and make it a fun, positive experience. When I would go grocery shopping with my mom and, you know, it's just like, we got this list and we got to get in and get out and get home because like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in town. All these things. And my grandfather had a way of no matter what he was doing, it was just fun. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to be this combination of my grandma who's just so loving and patient and kind, and a combination of my grandpa, who just brought joy and happiness and fun and laughter and humor into everything that he did. And so what I would tell myself and what I would even say to Michelle is like, I'm going to be an awesome grandparent. Because when I looked at who I was, I was my mom and my dad. I was the one stressing about getting groceries. I was the one like, hurry up. This is what we got to do today so that we can go home and just relax because I've only got this one hour to be here or we're off schedule or we're behind because that's how I was raised. That's what I knew. That is what was in my programming. That was my story. And one day... I actually just decided, what if I don't wait until I become a grandparent to be those people? Why do I have to wait until I become a grandparent? Because I wanted to be those people for my kids. I wanted to be those people for my friends, for my family, for everyone around me because something that I noticed is that I was not the only person who loved these people. Everybody did because they, this is who they were. It's not who they were with me. It's not who they were just when I was around. It's who they were all the time because it was just in them. And so a lot of times I would tell myself, well, that's, you know, something that's just going to come later in life when you don't have any stress of having to work, when you don't have any stress of raising kids, when you don't have any stress of, you know, making sure your spouse is happy because you know that they're going to work every day and doing the same daily grind as you. And when I say going to work, if anybody out there is a stay-at-home mom, staying home with your kids during the day, that is your career. That is your work. <laughs> and it's just, it's so difficult to do that, to do those same thing, the same thing for those five days in looking forward to the two days that your spouse is at home to help you with the kids or the two days that you don't have to go to work. And I just had this kind of epiphany <laughs> about how I'm not going to wait to do that. And so then the question becomes, how do I be those people? How do I have the patience? How do I bring the joy? How do I bring the humor? How do I get rid of my frustration and anger? And the how is going to be different for every single person. But I, I will share with you guys how I did it. You know, I started to meditate. And that is something that you know what, a like redneck hillbilly from Montana who's just raised very conservative would not really consider 
meditating. Like, that's something that my dad or my mom would be like, really? You're meditating? Like, I do actually remember, like, my dad, like, poking fun at somebody for doing yoga every morning. And just like, oh, yeah, he's just a hippie, yuppie, whatever, like, needs to sit down and do yoga in the morning. Like, just get out in the woods and hike. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) So, I started meditating. Even though I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea why I was doing it. It's just like when you Google, how do you find peace and patience? Meditation comes up. (laughs) And I can't even explain how meditation helped me, but it did. And, And to be honest with you guys, it could have been just me deciding in my mind that I was going to be committed enough to have peace and patience in my life that I just started doing it, okay? Our brains are so incredibly powerful that if you decide something and then put action towards it, that is what is going to move you in the right direction. A lot of times, everybody gets really hung up on the how and then they say, well, meditation's not going to work. Well, going exercising every day isn't going to work. Well, starting a hobby isn't going to work. But if you tell yourself, I think this is going to work and you try it, then you start associating it. Like, oh, I was really patient right there. Did you see that? Like, this just happened and I was so patient. And you your brain just like, oh yeah, well, it's because you meditated this morning. (laughs) And whether it was, whether it was the meditation or not, I really have no idea, but I still try to include that meditation practice in my day every day, because you know what? I feel great afterwards. It is in, it's just this time where you're allowed to be calm. And I needed that because I'm a busy person and if I don't pay attention and if I don't monitor myself the next thing you know I'm just 0 to 100 right back to hurry 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 let's get this done production 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 because I always got to be doing something and <laughs> I heard Tony Robbins say something where it was just like oh my god that's me he called somebody a human doing instead of a human being because a lot of people That's how they feel. They feel like they have to be doing something all the time. And that was me. Like, if I didn't have something to do, I was lost. But now, when I find myself getting into that mindset of like, okay, what do I, what should we do? What do we need to do? I will, I'll say it out loud. Because usually it's a conversation with my kids or my wife. It's like, okay, what do you guys want to do? I say, actually, let's just be. Let's just be. And whatever that looks like, whatever that is, when if it's if it's wrestling on the floor and playing, if it's if it's just sitting down having a conversation, if there's not even a conversation, if it's just sitting down, <laughs> that's okay. It's okay to just be, and that is something that I had to figure out in order to have patience and have peace so that I can show my kids that I love them. Because when I'm too busy, to stop cleaning the garage, starting a new project, building some trinket, cleaning obsessively. (laughs) Michelle would laugh, cleaning obsessively. I don't obsess about cleaning. I pick up. I don't clean. Pick up. All these different things that I would be doing, I was not doing those things with my kids. I was just doing them to do them, to be busy. It's like, yeah, kids, you play because I've got this list of to-dos. 
because that's what would make me feel accomplished. So anyways, that was a big part of it, is just to to be able to meditate and, and find some peace. And so I am definitely not not to the point where I am the person that my grandfather was, that I am the person that my grandmother was. They were exceptional people, and I think that they just continued to work on themselves for a very long time, a very long time. And and that's the key, is that we we have this ideal of who we want to be. Well, we should. A lot of times we don't think about it, okay? That's number one. Think about who you want to be and how you want to be. And then just never stop working towards the best version of that person. Okay? And that's why so many of us get stuck. Because we're living, we're not living our life. We're not acting how we want to act. We're acting how our parents showed us how to act. Alright? So if you guys can ask yourself that question. If you can look at, look at your life and say, who am I being right now? Am I being me? Am I being the person that I want to be? Or am I just being the person that I was programmed to be? So I'm going to leave you guys with that. And I really look forward to talking to you guys on the next podcast. So if you guys are, if this is resonating with you, if you're enjoying this, please share it on your social media. Take a screenshot, post it. Because the thing is, is that the more I can get my message out there, the more people I can help. And the thing is, when we're stuck, there's two ways out. We can get out of it by listening to things like this and making positive changes in our life that are going to push us forward to more. Or we can get out of it the other way. We can decide that we're bored and we could, you know, maybe experiment with drinking more or trying some prescription medication or even street drugs. The thing is, is that I have seen so many really good people destroy their lives because they were in a place maybe just like you are or just like I was a place where they're totally stuck and they just make one or two extremely bad decisions that that they think is going to you know give them some short-term happiness or give them some a short-term escape and it ends up ruining their whole entire life and i want to try to catch as many people as i possibly can that are in that position of stuck and help them out the right way and help them out by moving up and beyond to more Instead of harming themselves and their family by making some really bad choices. So, if this is resonating with you guys at all, please share it on your social media. If you have any questions for me at all, if you ever want to reach out for some extra coaching or a program, please go to my website, bonnieprovincial.com. That's B-O-N-N-I-E-P-R-O-V-E-N-C-A-L.com. Or you can look me up on social media. On Instagram, I'm Proven underscore Progress. Or on Facebook, I have a fan page, Proven Progress. You guys can always direct message me through there. Reach out, send me an email. All my contact information is is on my website. I've got a new book coming out, a workbook, just to guide you guys through how to become this person and how to figure out who that person is. So I hope you guys are following along with me and buying in because this is something that is going to totally transform your life because it sure did mine. So in the meantime, I want you guys to make every day great and just start pondering who is the person that you want to be.